Thanks for checking out episode 86 of the Eyes Free Sports podcast. My name is Greg Lindberg. Here on this episode of Eyes Free Sports, we are visiting with a young lady from Michigan who is a longtime dancer and uh, has recently gotten into adaptive dance in the last few years and actually has started teaching adaptive dance for people with disabilities. So let's go ahead and hit the dance floor and get dancing now into episode 86. Okay, so joining me on this episode of Eyes Free Sports is Lindsay LeVere, and I've gotten to know Lindsay through uh, my involvement in ACB, uh, specifically ACB Next Generation, which we'll touch on a little bit later. But uh, Lindsay is a longtime dancer and recently has gotten into actually teaching adaptive dance for people with disabilities. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate you taking the time the, the time to do this. And uh, I know we haven't chatted a whole lot about dance here on the podcast. Uh, so really excited to get into it here. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Cool. So why don't we just kick things off here? Just kind of introduce yourself as far as your background, where you were born and grew up and kind of your formative years. Yes. Hi, everyone. I am Lindsay LeVere. I currently live in North Street, Michigan, um, right outside of Port Huron, Michigan, where I was born. I currently live at home with my mom. Um, my dad passed away in October of 2014 um, due to lung cancer. I have an older brother. I have two nieces and a nephew. And my brother's fiance has two daughters. So I have additional nieces. And I love each and every one of them so much nice and i'm truly grateful that they're all a part of my family and then uh so as far as your visual impairment so i understand it was kind of early adulthood when you actually went visually impaired right yes in december 2006 about three days after my 20th birthday i ended up getting sick to where i ended up passing out and having a seizure and I had to be rushed to the hospital where I found out that I had a massive brain tumor and I ended up spending the holidays in the hospital and then had surgery the day after Christmas to remove the brain tumor. And then about a month later, I was um, considered legally blind. Wow. So it was definitely a very sudden thing, sudden loss of your eyesight. Yes. And I'm curious, did you have any other effects from that brain tumor, uh, just in terms of your, your body and health-wise? Um, health-wise, it wasn't bad, but right now I have definitely been keeping an eye on because I was diagnosed with um, neuropathy in my hands, legs, and feet, and that affects my balance. So we have been um, keeping an eye on that and making sure that um, it hasn't gotten worse. Gotcha. I see. And then in terms of uh, education, uh, career, anything you want to mention on that front? Yes. Um, I am a 2005 graduate of Port Huron High School. I took one year of um, community college at St. Clair County Community College, where I was studying to major in music and dance. Nice. Very interesting. So speaking of dance, I'm curious, at what age did you start dancing? How did you get into it? And when did you kind of realize that was your passion? I started dancing when I was about two, three years old. 
growing up, I always loved watching the different movies that had dance in it. So I grew up loving all the different dancers, Fred Astaire. I watched, um, of course, White Christmas, uh, Singing in the Rain. Any dance movie there was, I just took right to it. And I just loved each dance style there was. And I just wanted to learn it as much as I could and just went from there. Nice, nice. And so uh, just in terms of different types of dance, obviously there are different styles, different approaches to dance. So just talk about your your career overall in terms of what you've done. So growing up, I started um, with tap dance. Um, I tried when I was really little ballet, but at that time, ballet was really slow for me because I'm a lot better at faster dances. But as I got older, I started um, taking more lyrical classes. And then when I got into high school, I did more different styles of dances where I was doing uh, palm, kick, lyrical hip hop. And then in my first year of college, I took a lyrical jazz class. But for majority of the years, I did tap dance. Tap. I see. And I know you did uh, mention uh, to me at one point, you danced in many competitions in high school and you did some travel as well. Yes, I did um, four years of high school competitive dance. So we um, had about four or five different competitions a year. And then depending on where, if you got the top ratings, you were qualified to go to nationals, where I was able to attend my first national dance competition in April of 2005. Wow, very cool. And any uh, accolades, achievements, anything you want to mention in terms of uh, just your, your dance career at, up, you know, up to that point? I just loved every minute of it. Um, just getting out there on the floor with my teammates and performing the different styles. Um, we won different awards um, with receiving the superior ratings, which is one of the top ratings in a dance competition. Individual dancers or even teams could win dance scholarships. So there's different categories within dance that you can um, try and achieve for. Right, right. Very cool. So then uh, in terms of your vision loss, I know you mentioned around age 20, you know, losing a bunch of eyesight. And uh, so I'm curious, how, how did that affect you mentally, you know, just in terms of dance? And did you think you'd ever get out there on the floor again to, to dance? Oh, of course. Um, so growing up, I didn't start wearing glasses till I was in about fifth grade. So when I ended up losing my eyesight in January of 2007, it was hard going from almost fully sighted to having no sight at all. I do have some light perception, but it all depends on how bright the light is and where it um, hits on the right side of my eye. But it, it was hard because when I lost it, my eyesight, I didn't know if it was going to come back. I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to visually see my family, friends, or even be able to get back out on the dance floor because I didn't end up going back into the dance studio till 
the fall of 2018 when the adaptive dance class was created because I was so scared, nervous that I would be a liability for the studio. And I didn't want to put that on the studio. So when this class was created in 2018, I was a little hesitant at first, but I was so glad that I did go back because I would have really regretted it if I didn't. Sure, sure. Interesting. And so this class that you mentioned that was started in 2018, was this geared toward people of all different types of disabilities? Yes. The adaptive dance class is for anyone that has any form of disability um, in this class, because this is my fifth year in the adaptive class. We have had um, students of all ages to where the youngest was six years old all the way up to um, individuals in their 30s. So it's open to anyone with any form of disability, regardless of their age. Wow. We have dancers that use a walker, um, wheelchair. Within these five years, I'm currently the only one who is legally blind, but it is open for anyone with any form of disability. I see. And also, is it co-ed, open to both males and females? Yes, it is open to boys, girls, adults, all ages. Gotcha. Very cool. Very inclusive, it sounds like. Yes, it is. So then just talk to me about, uh, you know, rewinding a few years back to 2018 and, uh, you know, working with an instructor and and how did you kind of, you know, develop a strategy so that you could effectively learn, you know, some of the, the dances and you know, in spite of not having enough vision to, to visually see it. So what helped me with coming back to the studio is because I did have that dance background to where when the instructors say, okay, add in the, the Lindy or the Buffalo, it's a tap step. Well, I knew which step that was off the, the name of it because I did it when I was sighted. But there are some steps now without being able to visually see that I don't always recall the terminology for it. So once they explain it, like, oh, okay, it's that one, then I can just go right into it. But it is, it was a change going from being able to visually see coming into the studio, into the classroom, and then now coming in each week not being able to see the studio floor or look through the mirrors to make sure I'm in the correct spot or I'm doing the exact same step as the instructor. Gotcha. I see. And then just a little more in terms of, you know, the the verbal communication and kind of the descriptions that the, the teacher gives. Um, I think you had mentioned like the clock method, kind of using that so that you know, you know exactly what what they're doing and kind of how to follow them. Yes, absolutely. So I am currently in my first year of teaching the adaptive dance class. So as I teach, I base each of the steps off of a clock. So if we are pointing our right foot, I'll say point your right foot out in front at 12 o'clock and then slide it over to the right at three o'clock. So it's straight out to your right side or bring it back in center to where you're standing up straight with your knees slightly bent. Cause in dance, you don't want to lock your knees cause it's not good for balance. 
it's always good to have your knees slightly bent but I try to use everything based off of a clock in terms of description. Same thing with arms. Right. And I know I think of like a restaurant and going to a restaurant and the server, you know, saying, okay, your block, your, your broccoli's at, you know, <laughs> one o'clock and your mashed potatoes are at six. So kind of similar concept, right? Yes. So like if, if we're doing arm work and I ask the class, okay, we're going to put our arms in a diagonal. So your right arm will go up to about two o'clock, but your left arm will go down to about seven o'clock. And then we'll switch it to where it'll be 11 and five. Or if we do the high V, then it'll be, our arms will be up at 11 and one. Right, right. Very cool. And I'm also curious, uh, obviously with dance, you know, there's, I'm sure you kind of have to have some type of visual or at least some awareness of kind of where you are so that you're not obviously bumping into anybody if you're dancing with others or, you know, walls or different things. And I'm curious how you've adjusted, uh, you know, having lost vision in terms of that aspect. Oh, absolutely. So for me, and then I'll go definitely go into um, for the adaptive class. But for me, like when I come in, my teacher will make sure I'm center of the room. And then if for some reason during the dance, if I get turned, she'll incorporate in the next step to get me turned back to facing front. Gotcha. Makes sense. So definitely just some simple adaptations and correct a little bit of assistance. It sounds like and you're you're pretty much good to go. But with the adaptive class, so um, each dancer has a dance buddy a dance buddy could be either um, one of their friends family member or if they would like um, one of the dancers from the studio just to come alongside them and dance with them or if they need any assistance um, they're there to help them and we just encourage each and every one of them to just keep going and just don't give up Right. That's awesome. And then so a little more on your actual teaching, you know, aspect. I'm also curious, you know, as a visually impaired dance instructor, do you find that challenging at all? You know, working with, uh, say, fully sighted individuals, you know, like you mentioned. It has its challenges, but it has a lot of uh, awarding features, too, because I just enjoy going in each week hearing the enthusiasm of each of the dancers. They're so excited to be there. They're so excited to know what's the next step. They're going to be learning and they're totally rocking the dance number. And I'm so proud of each and every one of them because they've come so far and they're doing an awesome job. Nice. Nice. And what would you say the biggest thing is that you've learned uh, getting to teach dance? Teaching and being a student in dance are different, but they're both rewarding at the exact same time because it's always a learning curve. So I'm just always um, looking forward to learning more as I go. And especially with this being my first year teaching, I'm looking to, of course, um, learn more different styles of dance and I'm just so grateful for this opportunity 
to be able to teach because it was my dream to was right. to become a dance teacher. Yeah. And I got to believe there aren't, you know, I'm sure they're few and far between in terms of visually impaired and blind dancers and especially dance instructors out there. So definitely kudos to you on, on this achievement. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, do you want to give a shout out to the, the dance studio? Yes, absolutely. I am so grateful and honored to be a part of the Dance Academy for Huron, where I have danced there for a number of years. And I'm so grateful to be teaching there for my first year with the adaptive dance class, where I do have an assistant who is a teacher at the studio as well. Um, we have a student helper. And if there's anyone just interested in knowing if there is an adaptive class in their area, just to get in contact with their local dance studio and see if, if they do have one, or if not, see if there is a way that one could be created. Because it's a great opportunity for anyone of all ages, if they have a disability or not. It's a great activity. It's fun. And I just uh, recommend it to anyone who would just like to get out there and have some fun and learn some different dance styles. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm curious, do you have advice for someone who's blind or visually impaired Maybe who doesn't have the background in dance, but is curious, uh, what would you tell that individual? Oh, of course. Um, regardless if you have danced when you were little or if you're just starting out now, um, there's different levels of dance. Like you'll learn right at the, the basic level and you'll move right up to the next level. There's always um, improvement. There's there's so many different ways and just, it's just overall, it's just fun. And I think it'd be a great opportunity to just check it out. If you've never danced before, just try it. You may enjoy it. No doubt. Great advice. And even just the, the health benefits. If you want to talk a little more about, you know, the physical benefits of dance, I know it is, is quite a workout, right? It, it definitely is a workout. Um, there is different styles of dance. So it's a matter of you're doing lyrical, um, tap, jazz, and then the pace of the, the dance number. So like I'm doing currently for this year, a solo tap and a solo lyrical. But the tap number, because I... I do a lot better when it's to faster music versus a slower tap. Right. So doing a faster tap this year is definitely kicking my butt, but I'm enjoying every <laughs> minute of it. <laughs> and you're working yep. out every muscle in your body, your arms, your legs. And for me, it does help with my neuropathy especially with the swelling, but always check with your doctor first before you do any um, dance class, just to make sure it will work for you. But it does, it does help in the long run. Absolutely. 
And I know you also mentioned, uh, you know, individuals with other physical disabilities, whether it's a wheelchair user or someone with a walker, you know, obviously there's, there's some type of dance for everyone, right? Yes. Dance, dance can be adapted to anyone, no matter who you are. Um, it can be adapted to whatever style of dance you would like to learn. Absolutely. That's just so, so powerful to hear that. And yeah, I, you know, have never really tried it my, myself, but, you know, would love to get out there and at least give it a shot someday too. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you'd like to learn, I can uh, teach you a few steps if you'd like. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I might take you up on that. <laughs> Um, so moving on to ACB, the American Council of the Blind. Uh, so in addition to your work, you know, and dance and everything, uh, I know you're very involved in ACB Next Generation, as well as, uh, you know, state and local chapters of ACB. Um, so I'm curious, just in general with ACB, how did you initially get involved in the organization? And what was it about uh, ACB that kind of drew your interest? I get interested in ACB Next Generation. Um, I was going through the community schedule when the community schedule calls were just getting started. And there was a call out there for anyone who may be interested in starting the ACB Next Generation. And of course, those sound interesting. So I'm like, okay, I'll come and check that out. And I tried, of course, paying on the schedule, but I tried to attend um, as many calls as possible. And I just enjoyed every minute of it. And then they had elections in December of last year. And I'm like, okay, I've been a part of Next Gen for a couple of years. So why not um, try and improve my leadership skills and run for one of the director positions. And I am truly grateful for the opportunity when I was elected onto the board as one of the newest directors. Absolutely. And I know I can speak for, you know, the board and the organization in general and just saying we're, we're so excited to have you part of it and, you know, kind of have some new blood that we've had uh, join us on the board and, and whatnot recently. Um, so congrats on that opportunity and certainly look forward to collaborating with you on many things uh, to come. Oh, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to working with each and every one of the members and, of course, the board within Next Generation. For sure. And then in terms of the state level, the local level, anything you want to mention as far as your involvement uh, there? I am currently the secretary for my local Blue Water League of the Blind chapter in Michigan. I am a part of a, quite a few different committees at our state level, as well as chairing the legislative committee within MCBBI, which is the abbreviation for Michigan Council of the Blind and Visually Impaired. And then outside of my state and local, I'm a part of a virtual Lions Club within Michigan and um, a couple other special interest affiliates at the national level. Nice. Very cool. So definitely packed schedule. It sounds <laughs> like just with everything you're doing. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> but I enjoy every single minute of it. Awesome. Absolutely. ACB is a great organization. I know you mentioned the Lions Club as well. They do just tremendous work. And like I said, we're really thrilled to have you as part of Next Gen. And I know uh, the, the ACB community has done, I believe, a few dance-related calls. I know they do a lot of fitness calls. Um, so anyone out there interested in, you know, virtual opportunities to get active, definitely consider ACB and the ACB community. Oh, of course. There's different adaptable exercise classes every day of the week on the ACB community schedule. So it's just a matter of which one you would like to um, check out. There's yoga, there's cardio workouts. Um, there's a wide range of different workouts that anyone is welcome to check out if they are interested. Absolutely. Yep. I've had a chance to attend a few, uh, not as many as I should, but uh, <laughs> they are a great resource and we have some great folks, you know, volunteering their time to provide, uh, you know, fitness and recreation opportunities virtually. Yes, of course. And if there is anyone who may know someone who may be interested in taking an adaptive dance class to reach out to their local dance studio. And if they do have one, um, dance studios usually have open houses in the month of August. Our studio does where we have three days worth of open houses a couple times in August where people can come in, um, take a tour of the studio, um, meet the staff, the teachers, ask any questions that they may have, and just learn more about what the studio has to offer. Absolutely. That's fantastic advice. I think just, you know, asking the questions, like you said, and obviously advocating and, you know, just talking about how dance can be adapted and simple little things like we've already talked about in this conversation uh, to make it inclusive to everyone of all abilities. Oh, of course, because it doesn't matter if you have a disability or not. Um, dance is a great thing to learn, no matter who you are, no matter your age. Even when I go into the dance studio, because I go in twice a week, because I've ran into um, little kids when they see my cane that gets them asking questions about the cane. They either ask myself or they'll ask their parent. Oh, she has, like, because they don't know what it is. So the parent were like, oh, that, ha that helps her get around. Or it's just a, a total learning experience and being able to teach um, other dancers about the white cane or about the different disabilities because maybe they haven't been around someone who has a disability. No doubt. That's such a great point. And I think, you know, just in the blind community or, you know, dis disabled community in general, people talk about, you know, us just getting out there in the public, uh, in different environments, different settings, different places to demonstrate that we are absolutely capable of engaging in different activities, being part of society, just like everyone else. Yes. Don't let your disability stand in your way. If you want to get out there and learn how to, if it's dance or um, to learn a new sport, 
or if your dream is to be a doctor, nurse, whatever it is, don't let your disability, or if you don't have a disability, don't let that stand in your way. Just get out there and keep your head up high and keep reaching for the stars and you'll get there. Just don't give up. Just keep going for your dream. Yep. Very, very wise words and great way to wrap up here. Okay, again, so we've been visiting with Lindsay Levere from the great state of Michigan. And uh, Lindsay, thank you so much for taking the time to do this podcast. Really enjoyed the conversation, learning about dance, and uh, certainly look forward to following your journey as an instructor and dancer. Oh, thank you so much, Greg, for having me. Be sure to follow the Eyes Free Sports podcast at facebook.com slash eyesfreesports and on Twitter at eyesfreesports.com.